Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dallas Stars total feels low. Yeah, the Stars are kind of like my sneaky spot of the night. But, like, I wonder how sneaky they're actually going to be. I feel like if Hintz Gurionov Robertson might be a popular filler. But if, I don't know. Like, if if Hintz plays. Yeah, I don't know if people are going to pay up for Ben Pavelski Radulov with Carolina, Colorado, Tampa Bay. I don't know. I would imagine it's going to be low. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you're listening or watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, and joining me for this drive down Koopa Troopa Beach is the DFS blue shell himself, Mr. Josh Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud? Pretty good. It was snowing this morning, which I didn't like to see. We got a little tricky seven-gamer here, so hopefully we can give you some winning plays and you guys can win some money. Yeah, it is a a little tricky uh, seven-game slate here tonight. Um, Before we review last night's slate, though, I kind of – just want to mention to everybody that if you're not able to watch us on YouTube, because um, we are here almost every day on YouTube, if you're not able to do that, um, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. Um, we've got a podcast for every sport, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Just leave a five-star rating and a review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. And one winner will be awarded every Friday and reviews will be eligible for up to one year. So get those reviews in, leave that Twitter handle, uh, and maybe you get a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Good luck. Um, yeah, last night last night was uh, a little bit of a weird night because we had late scratches. I, I don't want to say late scratches, but warm-up scratches uh, with the Rangers that really changed things. Pavel Buchnevich uh, and Adam Fox scratched right before warm-ups. Um, and then Philly went out and just... Uh, put up five goals on them. Uh, Washington uh, laid the beat down last night, but they really didn't do a whole lot because the scoring was so spread out. So uh, what do you think of the last night's slate? What'd you, what, how'd you do anyway? Uh, I would have cashed, but I made a really bad goalie swap. I swapped off Demko because I didn't want to play a chalk Demko because I don't believe in the Canucks. But I used uh, Winnipeg 1. They scored two power play goals. And they got two. Winnipeg one got two assists on those two power play goals. Uh, Connor scored both, and then Morrissey. I'm anti Morrissey, of course. He's he had both assists there, and then I used Vegas one with Carlson instead of Glass, and that was okay. Like if I if I kept with Demko, I swapped Demko to Hellebuck. So I mean, like I was there. Like 
like the bad swaps get magnified the less lines you play. So I try not to get too high in the highs, too lows on the lows. So I, I was pretty happy with how my line performed, even though I made the bad swap. So I'm ready for tonight. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just make those swaps. They don't work out and you're right. You just kind of have to put it in the mirror, uh, put it behind you. Uh, congrats to any of the winners last night. Let's hope uh, we can produce some winners here tonight. Um, before we get going, just want to let everybody know that today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer for only the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it. That's Osmo NHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit over on Jock Market. And while you're here, if you could just like and subscribe, Help us uh, get this show uh, popular. Help us grow this channel a little bit so we can keep bringing these uh, almost every day. Um, So looking at tonight's slate, uh, like you said, seven games, and there's a number of teams on back-to-backs. And that's the first thing I kind of want to mention to anybody that might be watching us out there. Uh, Buffalo on a back-to-back, Washington on a back-to-back, Boston and Pittsburgh both on back-to-backs. Like there are teams – um, where we're, we just don't know the lineup. Like, we can have a pretty good idea off of what happened last night, but we just don't know um, the exact lineup going into tonight's game. So uh, that's one thing that we obviously have to keep a watch on. I would say that the other thing that we have to keep a little bit of a watch on here tonight um, is some changes in Buffalo and New Jersey. Like, I know, like, Buffalo just got rampaged last night. Uh Six nothing against Washington. I like. I forget if they had ten shots. Like I'm sure they did, but uh, like at one point I think they had nine shots after the second period or something like that. Uh, and then New Jersey, you know, they, it seems like they have a different lineup uh, almost every game that they go out there. So, um, is there anything in particular that you're concerned about tonight? Like, is there a guy that might be hurt, or is there a lineup? Um, that uh, lineup situation that you're worried about, or is this, you know, just pretty much uh, straightforward? Just wait till you get the news. Uh, in this game or the whole slate? The whole the whole slate entirely. Yeah. So, like, the one thing I, w- I wish we had news on is uh, Dallas, like, Rupe Henslick, because if he's in, I think that total's a little bit low. Uh, or Tampa Bay's not, like, an exact, you know, defensive juggernaut. So, I wish we had news there because that – they have a couple of appealing lines. So I guess because it's not a 7 PM start, I'm a little bit worried about it, but hopefully we get news. We probably won't get news until pregame skate. So you might be able to get secondary Dallas a little bit lower owned. So, and then like another thing with like the devils, like they have a high total, but they're a very bad team. <laughs> so I kind of worry that they're super cheap and they fit with the expensive people that their ownership is going to be pretty high. So it makes me nervous when devils are chalk because they do not, I am not confident in them at all. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we were talking about before the show that maybe that ownership comes up because you're right. Um, just about all their lines uh, fit in uh, with all the expensive lines elsewhere on the slate. Just want to give a shout out to Lenny Levy. Just join uh, the YouTube chat here. Welcome uh, to team Osmo Lenny and to celebrate Lenny uh, joining Team Osmo, we're going to break down Buffalo and New Jersey for him. So let's do that. Uh, we're going to get to our first game here. The Buffalo Sabres, like I said, they played last night. They have a 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into New Jersey. And as Josh mentioned, they have a fairly high implied total uh, right now sitting at 3.1. Um, like we said, Buffalo playing last night. So there's no guarantee the lineup they had last night is a lineup that they're going to have tonight. Um, but they didn't really change their lines much. So we can kind of assume that they're going to go with something similar to last night anyway. So um, like you said, New Jersey is kind of a pushover. They're not great. So there might be something on both sides here. What do you have, Josh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this game is just tough. Like 
a lot of these games are tough to break down. It's just like there's not many appealing matchups from a DFS standpoint. So you you assume that uh, the Devils stick with their lines for morning skate. You're going to have Miles Morningwood. Shout out Buddha. Uh, he he maybe he might rise up tonight against he's. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it's pulled together. Wood, Zaka, and Palmieri. Uh, like, that's going to be the popular line tonight, right? They have two players on power play one. Uh, they're very cheap. They're, what, 8, 6, 11, 9. Uh, they're going to get the matchup against Taylor Hall, Riley Sheehan, and Tage Thompson, which, you know, <laughs> on you look at the name value and you're just like, that doesn't do anything for me. But they have actually a pretty good defensive line. Then, the the side on the Devils that I really want to, if I was going to go to the Devils, is going to be this Jack Hughes line. They're going to get, you know, the depth, the bottom six of the Sabres. Uh, Andreas Janssen, Min Price, Jack Hughes, 4,800, and Jesper Bratt, uh, 4,400. So, like, the power play correlation's a mess on that line. Janssen's minutes have been a concern. Like, a couple games ago, he only played seven minutes. But he's min-priced. Uh, Hughes gets the power play one, and they get the bottom uh, six of the Sabres. So uh, if if the Zaka line is going to be chalky, I would imagine you're going to get the hughes brought Janssen line at uh, lower ownership. And I think if I had to use the Devils, it would be that line. And then, you know, they have the Zajac line going out against the stall line. Uh, if you need to like a really cheap filler, I think you can go to NJ3 as well. But I think, you know, for cheap lines like that, I think there is a few other spots that we'll get to that I prefer, but I don't mind them in MME. And then on the Buffalo side, uh, if the Zaka line is going to be chalk against the Sheehan line, I don't mind going to the uh, Hall, Sheehan, Tage Thompson line. They're, you know, Sheehan, Tage Thompson, 5,300, Taylor Hall is 5,000. So that line is under 10,500. Uh, you get Taylor Hall at, you know, as cheap as he's been in the past few years. Yeah, his line mates aren't great, but the devils are one of the worst teams in the NHL. So um, I think you, they can exploit this matchup a little bit. Yeah. Um, on the New Jersey side, I'm kind of with you on the Hughes line. I think that's probably the line that I'm going to target the most. Um, um, I think uh, would act or yeah, would it was would no yes for Brad. Yes for Brad. I'm pretty sure got some power play time. Uh, last game as well. And they've been really good as a line this year. Um, we're up to 85 minutes with three of them um, as a sample off the top of my head. That'd be about eight or nine games worth, which is not small. Uh, 2.6 expected goals for 64.4% expected goal share. Like those are really, really good numbers. And they're actually scoring too. 2.9 actual goals for like they're exceeding their expected goals rate. So um, I do like that Hughes Janssen Brat line as a filler. Like you said at the top, though, the concern here um, is ownership. Like I could see a lot of Devils getting into double digits tonight, just because they fit with Washington, they fit with Pittsburgh, they fit with Carolina and Colorado and all those teams. So um, yeah, that's the one thing I would say about New Jersey is just beware um, of that ownership. Um, I'm probably using. Uh, probably using that line on the Buffalo side. I'm not in so much on the Shahan line as I am uh, Skinner, Lazar and Middlestat. What I will say is that I'm not stacking them. Like I'm just flat out, not stacking a Buffalo line. Uh, like I just can't do it. I'm not, I'm not going out and putting 25% Curtis Lazar and K- Casey Middlestat in my lineup. So just, it's just not happening. Um, but Middlestat, Skinner, and Lazar have actually been a good line this year. Nearly 50 minutes together, 55 and a half uh, expected goal share. Like Lazar and Skinner, just in general, um, have played well together this year uh, with or without Middlestat. So, um, you know, in a bigger sample, Lazar and Skinner together, 52.4% expected goal share. Uh, Lazar and Skinner on the ice. Like those guys have actually been good this year. So if you need to dump down super cheap, I don't mind like a Lazar Skinner too, man. I really don't. Um, I think like New Jersey doesn't present any tough matchups. Like if you're going to play Buffalo at all ever again without like for the rest of the season, because Jack Eichel's probably not coming back. New Jersey's probably the only team you're going to be playing them against. Right. So if you're ever going to play the, the Buffalo Sabres, it's probably going to be against the Devils. And I take it uh, when you can get Lazar and Skinner for like a $5,500 two-man or something like that. And that way you can get all your Colorado guys in your lineup. So 
like I'm not going I'm not going crazy. I like I think I might have like one Lazar and a couple Skinners across all my lineups, but that's it. Um, but I do think there's some value in getting them super cheap at no ownership and what is as good a matchup as they're going to get all year. Um, but I'm with you mostly on the Hughes, Brad, uh, Janssen line from New Jersey. On the blue line, nothing for me uh, from the Sabres. I'm just correlating with Subban uh, for New Jersey. And that's, I might dump down to like Sammy Botnin or something, but that's about it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess Rasmus Dahlin is super cheap, 3,900. Rasmus Ristolainen, 3,900. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, that's just too cheap. I guess maybe for cash you could play Darlene, but like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I really wish this game wasn't on the slate, but it is. Um, so it's definitely just a correlation thing for me. Yeah. Kind of wish this was one of those 6 p.m. Eastern games, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in that, uh, I assume Mackenzie Blackwood is going to get some ownership. Uh, do you have any interest on either side of the goalies here? I guess like in, I do like Blackwood. I just feel like he's going to be over-owned just because Buffalo is coming off a shutout. They're back-to-back on the road. (laughs) They're without Eichel. Their lineup is terrible. So like, I feel like people are just going to be like, oh, Blackwood, and put him in. Like, it's kind of not like the Demko situation last night where Demko is actually like really good. (laughs) And like, like the devil's, like the, the Canucks are bad, but like Demko is playing at a level like he was in the playoffs. It's, it's like this New Jersey team in front of him. Like, I just, I'm just scared that, like, from a shot volume standpoint, he's going to get up two goals on 19 shots and still in the game, but he won't, you know, exceed value at all. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Share those concerns as well. Um, I think Jonas Johansson kind of makes sense. Like if New Jersey is going to be as chalky as we think they're going to be, and he comes in at 5%, I think he does make sense. And MME, I wouldn't chase him in one to three or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I think that's it for that game. We can move it along to the next one. So we'll do exactly that. The New York Islanders have a 2.9 implied goal total, and they're going into Washington. The Caps have a 2.7 implied goal total. As I said, Washington just played last night. They beat the brakes off uh, the Sabres tonight. They're at home to the Islanders. Elias Samsonov, because it was Vanacek last night, right? So it's going to be Samsonov um, here tonight. Um, we've been on Washington, too, a little bit lately. Um, they've done well enough, but they haven't really smashed. The problem with Washington, it seems lately, is their elite guys aren't smashing. Like Something like 16 goals in the last three games, and you know, I don't think there's a single three-point game from their top, uh, you know, from their top line. So uh, they're scoring. Uh, they're just not getting there for us DFS-wise. And this is a matchup, honestly, of two of the better defensive teams in the entire league. Uh, some big names, some low prices, some guys that we probably need to know. Uh, Josh, why don't you just take it away and let us know what you like? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a defensive this it's going to be a checking neutral zone type of game. So like one to three lineups, I'm probably not even going to have anything from this game, but I think there are some spots that you can, if you're making 20 to 150, that you can definitely MME. Obviously these top lines fully correlated power play. Kiefer Bellows makes the top line uh, way cheaper uh, than because Lee's hurt. He's probably half the price of what Lee would be. Um and he's been scoring, so I'm sure, like as a as a cheap one off, he may be popular. Um, and anytime you can go into Ovechkin, I guess you know you do that. Really, for me, if I had to go to the line, I think it would probably be the Islander second line, Bavillier, Nelson, Bailey, uh, especially if they get matched up against the Ponick line with Sheary. I know Sheary's been moving a lot around the lineup a bunch, so I don't even know if that's going to stick, but. From a five-on-five matchup standpoint, that's the the line I would want to attack if I was going against the Capitals. But really, um, 
this is just MME. You want to do some power play sacks. You want to either power play. That's fine. Uh, some Islanders two, some Islanders one. Uh, Caps one is fine. I mean, I don't really like going into the Barzal line too much, but without Lee, I think you can. That second line going against JG Pajot is kind of a, a wash. Like, really, I'm underweight on this game as a whole, but I think you, you can take definitely take some stabs in, M- in MME. Yeah, I'm with you that I don't really have a ton from this game. I have, you know, I have one, I think I have a one or two Washington two stacks and maybe like, a, I think I have one five man, some sort of onslaught. I don't want to say it's a Josh stack because it's a five man, not a six man. Uh, so I do have a five man Washington stack in there, but you know, on a normal seven game slate, I would probably be 25 to 30% Washington somehow, some sort of mix. I'm probably going to be 10, 15% on this slate and maybe only one or two shares of like Islanders two or Islanders three. I don't have anything from the Islanders top line. Here's the thing. I think they're going to be not popular, but with Kiefer Bellows at only 3,200 and he scored three goals in two games since getting called up. Like, I think they're going to get a little bit of ownership and like, I'm not a big fan of Kiefer Bellows. Like he's, he's a shooter. I want to get like, that's what he is. And that's, that actually might work well um, on that line because he effectively just needs to replace Anders's Lee sh- shooting. Right. Um, I just kind of worry about the ownership uh, on that top line. I don't think it'll be high per se, but this is a brutal matchup. Like both teams um, are top 10 by expected goals against. So the cats have been great defensively um, over the last few weeks and neither take a lot of penalties, right? So, and neither draw a lot of power plays. Like, this could be a one or two power play game in total. So, I don't really, like, the stacks that we've talked about in recent recent games, like, you know, we've done, like, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Rana, Carlson, those types of stacks, I think, are not in play here for me tonight. Uh, for me, I think if I'm stacking out of this game, I'm focusing more just the five-on-five lines. Like, if I stack, it'll be Backstrom and Ovechkin with Carlson, or it'll be Kuznetsov and Vrana with Carlson, or something along those lines. I don't think I'll be stacking uh, across power plays for Washington here tonight. Um, one thing that is kind of catching my eye is Islanders 3, just because Wallstrom is cheap and he's jumped up to the top power play now. So you get a little bit of that power play exposure. Um, I do like Islanders three kind of like as a little filler, but I'm with you. Like I said, I might have one Islanders two, maybe one Islanders three, a couple caps ones. That's about it. I don't have a lot from this game. Um, Defenseman. I'm I like Noah Dobson. It looks like he's still out. Our, our boys, uh, the other Sebastian Ajo. Uh, is he in play here tonight? I don't, think he is because he didn't get a lot of minutes last night but what do you say or not last night it was a couple games ago they played couple games yeah I mean this is just tough like you want to you know have cheap one-offs I think Dmitry Orlov on the cap side is still min priced for the past like three months (laughs) his price hasn't moved I think you can play him Sebastian Fiveho for like the if you're (laughs) MME you got to put a five next to his name so you don't get like a ton of the the Carolina I hope, um, I guess like his minutes are concerned. So if you want to go there, that's fine. You want to make a double Aho lineup, go for it. But, uh, like the, the one-offs for me would be on the cap side or law for Justin Schultz. Uh, and if you, you know, you make a couple mid range lineups and you have a lot of salary left over for that final spot, I think Carlson's fine. But other than that, like I'm really underweight on this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Like again, uh, fairly underweight here. Goalies. Do you like, either of the goalies here? So I guess I'd go to the cheaper one here, uh, Varlamov at 7,400. He's probably he's going to see a little bit more shots too. Uh, what worries me is if the Caps do get onto the power play. So like I know I like to go to the cheaper ones, and I just said I prefer Varlamov at 7,400. But I also don't mind Samson off at 7,800. Like, the one thing that does concern me is the shot volume in this game. Like, if I'm going to play someone around that price, I want them to have a chance of getting to the shot or the saves bonus, and I just don't see it in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just correlating in the couple lineups that I have, and that's probably going to be about it. All right, let's move it along to our next one then. We're running it back 
Uh, from last night, the Boston Bruins have a 2.8 implied gold total. They're going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins also with a 2.8 implied gold total. A um, couple little housekeeping notes. I noticed Brett Ritchie was back on the top power play unit for Boston. Um, he had got the boot there for a few games. Uh, he was back last night. Uh, Boston won, I think, is the highest priced line I've ever seen on DraftKings. And I've been playing... This is my seventh year of DFS. Um, at 25-1, I think Boston 1 is the highest priced line I've ever seen. So naturally, <laughs> they're not really getting much ownership. Uh, we have them under 6% on a seven-game slate. So ownership might say play Boston 1, but they'll cost you over half your salary. Um, Pittsburgh... Uh, put up four goals last night, but they got kind of run over at five on five. So I think there's cases for both sides here. What are your cases, Josh? Yeah, like Boston Bruins 25-1 on the road against Crosby. Like I, w- I would still have pause if they were 25-1 at home against the Sabres. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. this is just a bad matchup. Um, and the, it's like they're, they're priced out. Like if you want to get to them in MME, they're going to be low owned. And it's, you know, I think, you know, in MME, you can have some, it's just how many lines can you fit with them? You're going to end up, you're going to have a lot of Skinner or Middlestad, right. Or like a Colorado three or something like that. Like 25 one's crazy. Um, and even the, you know, this, this Pittsburgh top line is over 22,000. So th- it's just tough. Like this is like, it's hard for me to get there. This game happened last night. They're both insanely priced up. They are fully correlated on the power play. So, like, these top lines are an MME play for me. I think in this game, I maybe would get to a pit two. You know, Malkin, Kapanen, and and Rodriguez. I know Rodriguez scored last game, and you can't expect that every game. But they're, what, 13-2 is a line going into – what just happened? They're going into, you know, the bottom six of the Bruins. They're going to get the coil line, which, you know, they haven't been great. They're, you know, have a 2.51 expected goals against. So I don't mind going there uh, in like a 20 max. But I think these top lines, you know, before I get there, it would probably be at least 20 lineups or 150 lineups before I started building them in. One to three, it's just really hard to land here, uh, especially with Colorado one on the slate playing the Ducks. Uh, so I don't mind these second lines like DeBrus, Krejci, Smith, or Rodriguez, Malkin, Kapanen. And if you're building under 20 lineups, I think those are the spots you can go. But anything else in this game, I think, is MME only. Yeah, it's just such a tough situation because it almost feels like DK is intentionally pushing us away from this game, right? Like, like, cause like you said, Boston at 25-1 at home in a great matchup is almost unplayable, right? Like Boston at 25-1 on the road is straight up unplayable. But if they're going to come in at 3 4 5% on a seven-game slate, like they are just flat out one of the best lines in hockey, and they ran over the Crosby. Like they absolutely ran over the Crosby line last night. If I'm not mistaken, um, with Patrice Bergeron on the ice, Pittsburgh 1 didn't have a shot attempt. Not an attempt, let alone a shot on goal. So – like, <laughs> do I want to pay 22 and change for a pit one team that only got there on the power play and with an empty netter um, and got just completely run over? Like, I not really, but I am. Do I want to play a Boston one team that's 25.1K on DraftKings on the road? No, I don't really want to, but at three or four or 5% ownership, yeah, maybe I'm going to get in the lineup, but it's it's one of those things where, like, you're right. Like, both top lines look like bad matches, bad matchups, bad pricing, bad everything. But on a seven-game slate where there, there's one super obvious smash spot, if you don't want to go, like, all in on that super one obvious one smash spot, there are only so many other places you can go. Uh, Boston-Pittsburgh being one of them. So... I'm probably going to have one Boston one lineup because there are super cheap players that I do like um, here tonight. And I'm going to go in. I'm probably going to come in at about the field on Pittsburgh. So maybe around 15% or something like that. I'm not going to go haywire on them. 
Um, probably going to be about the field on both top lines here. But I, I like you mentioning Pittsburgh's second line because that's what I wanted to focus on here more than anything. Over the last three weeks, when Boston's top line is off the ice, the team has a 44% expected goal share. Now, you honestly, you expect teams to be worse with their top lines off the ice. But last year, Boston was 51% expected goal share with their top line off the ice. This year, it's 44%. It's been 44% over the last three weeks, I should say. It's been a real rough stretch for that Boston depth lately. And Malkin and Kapanen have started to look better and better over the last few weeks. So I do like, you know, Malkin and Kapanen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In two bands, um, throw in Malkin, maybe with a pit one uh, stack or something like that. I do like uh, Pittsburgh too uh, a bit here tonight. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm going to be about the field on both Boston one and pit one. And I'm going to have uh, a reasonable amount of Malkin and Kapanen on pit two. On the blue line, man, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it might be Cody CC night again. Uh, over 20 minutes again for the third straight game. Didn't really do a lot with him, but did hit the block bonus the game before that. Um, I think I might be going back to Cody CC. Uh, is there anything on the blue line you like here tonight? Yeah, and I just wanted to mention, like, the goalies in this game. This is why, like, I'm kind of on this game and at me. Like, I don't know who Dan Darth Vlader is or, like, Casey DeSmith is the backup. So, like... I don't know. I, I honestly don't know who Dan Vla- uh, Vladar is. Like, he's their third or fourth stringer. So, okay, on the blue line, I agree with you, Cody CC. Um, man, on the Bruins side, I see people going Grizzlock, Grizzlock. They're chanting. They're they got their pitchforks out. I, I just don't like him. Like, if you want to play him, that's fine. Like, I just don't think he's a great one-off. I think if you're playing Boston one, you correlate with him. I just don't think he's a great one-off. So come, you know, burn me for that. Um, Matheson's still in like no man's land for pricing, but if you want to one off him 3,600, I think that's okay. I prefer him like around 3,000, but really Latang is a correlation play and like he's super expensive. Like to do pit one and Latang, like it's just, that's just wild. That's like, you're getting like almost 30,000. So like this game is just MME darts all over the place. So one of the three lineups, I'm not sure I'll have anyone on the blue line here besides a possible CC one off. <laughs> Cody CC man, I'm telling you, he's gonna come through for us. I, I mean, like I'm, he had the shot block bonus a couple of games ago. It's not like he's can block shots and he can shoot. So uh, anybody playing 21, 22, 23 minutes is gonna catch my attention. So Cody CC again. All right. Uh, before we move it along, just want to let everybody know that we have uh, free content on the site today, as we normally do. We usually have some free stuff for you guys. So. Um, if you're just watching this YouTube show uh, for your first time or you're not familiar with the site, uh, we have our NHL player projections up. So head on over to Osmo.com. Check out our NHL player projections for the night. Uh, if you already have your own NHL projections and you want to look at some other stuff, we have PGA golfer rankings for the week. Uh, and we have NBA ownership projections for tonight. So if you want to get into basketball or some PGA, uh, we got some free content for you up on Osmo.com right now. Um, Let's skip along to our next game, one that's probably going to feature a ton of ownership on one side. Uh, we have the Carolina Hurricanes with a 3.4 implied goal total going into Detroit. Detroit has a 2.3 implied goal total. Um, James Reimer was confirmed uh, to start. Thomas Grice, um, I think he's going to start, but that's obviously, you know, I don't think Detroit ever confirms their goalie uh, before uh, warm-ups anyway. 
Uh, Bobby Ryan is out for the Red Wings tonight, and they said Evgeny Svechnikov is going to step into the lineup and take his spot, at least on the power play. Dylan Larkin is a game-time decision, but they said they expect him to play. But again, um, this has been a weird season, and we've seen scratches um, at all time, you know, pretty much all through the night, um, every night. So Larkin expected to play, but not guaranteed. Bobby Ryan out. Carolina probably going to carry a ton of ownership here, Josh. So why don't you tell us what you like from the Hurricane side and if you like anything from Detroit. Yeah, so normally on the Hurricane side, we've always been on the same page with like Niederreiter, Trocek, Netches. Trocek's still out. So now Ajo slides in uh, in between Natchez and Niederreiter. And I like this line. Don't get me wrong. I like them. But I think they are going to be very popular tonight. Uh, they're going to go up against the Larkin line if he's in with Mantha and Fabry. Uh, I think that's a pretty good matchup. I mean, <laughs> any matchup really against the Red Wings is a pretty good matchup. So I think they're going to have ownership there. Uh, I don't mind going to Carolina one. You just have to be aware of the ownership. Um, where I think... I'm leaning, even though I'm not a big Jordan Stahl guy, I think I'm leaning towards the second line of Stahl, Svechnikov, and Jesper Fast. They're going to get the Gagne, Nemestikov, and Zadina line. And you look at this, you know, you look at this Detroit two numbers. They have 42 point, or in a, what, in a 62-minute sample, so probably, you know, like six, seven games. 42% Corsi 4 percentage, a 1.52 expected goals for, and then a 2.81 expected goals against and, a, and 12 high danger chances against per 60. Like Nemestikov, Gagne, Zidina, it's just like they might actually be worse than their numbers are. And like Stahl and Svechnikov, they're just going to run them over. Like almost any line is going to run that line over. But especially like Stahl, Svechnikov, like Stahl is a really good possession player. He doesn't shoot much, but he, he dishes the puck well. I'm a big Svechnikov guy. Um, I mean, I'm a Rangers fan, so I was pretty bummed to see uh, Foss go to the Hurricanes. At 3,000, he's not really a third wheel that's going to hamper your lineup. He can uh, do some stuff. So I really like this Carolina second line. I think it's going to be lower owned than Ajo and Neches. Uh, also, if you want a power play stack, the the Canes, I think that is a scenario where you can go. Uh, I really like Dougie on the blue line. And since like the last, the first three games that we mentioned is we're like, oh, it's just kind of MME only, MME only. I think as, as much as it pains me, I think you can use this Detroit top line tonight. Uh, uh, especially if Larkin's a game time decision and that news doesn't come out until pre-game, pre-game slate or pre-game warmups. I think you can play Larkin, Mantha, Fabry. I know the power play correlation isn't great, but like Blast Hill is the worst. But I think, Lark and Mantha Fabry is a line you can go to. I'm not sure how much ownership the Wings are going to have. They've endless, endlessly burned people all season, so but their price is reasonable. You could fit them in. So I, I really like the the Canes top six tonight as an ownership play. I like Carolina two better than Carolina one, but I wouldn't hate you for playing Carolina one. They're definitely in consideration for me, and then you know Detroit one for me. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about Detroit 1 first because I was super excited to play them tonight, which I can't believe I'm saying because it's the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but they're coming in way over-owned compared to our top two stack. Like, we have them as a roughly 8% top two stack, and they're coming in over 11% uh, in their ownership share, which kind of surprises me because, um, like you talk about, lack of power play correlation. Larkin and Manta haven't played the same power play all year. Uh, it's not a great matchup. Uh, Carolina, even though they're missing a couple players, are still, you know, a cup contender. Um, that I'm going to wait for the ownership because, we, you know, we do three or four. I, w- I don't want to say three or four. We do two to four ownership runs uh, every day. So there'll be another one probably in an hour or so uh, whenever I'm done supper. So I'll check again then if it's come down. But if Manta and Fabry and Larkin are going to be over 10%, I'm probably going to stay off of them. Uh, but for now, I do have – I do – like, I have some Mantha Fabry Juice three-mans because they're relatively cheap. They're all in the same power play unit, so you can fit in, you know, your Colorados uh, and your Washingtons and your stu- and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I was looking on Detroit. But I'm with you on Carolina side. I love that stall Svechnikov fast matchup. They are just – like, I don't want to say they are because it's hockey. You never know what's going to happen. But they're probably going to steamroll – 
that Detroit second line. Um, like you said, Stahl doesn't shoot, but he's on the top PP unit and like, he's a good distributor. Like he is a good passer, good playmaker. Um, the three point bonus is always in play for him uh, just through assists alone. Um, and like you said, Jesper fast doesn't hurt at three K on the wing. So I'm with you. Not so much on Carolina one, though I do have some power play stacks. So I do have some lineups where I've mixed in Aho with Stalin's fetch or Natchez with Stalin's fetch or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm on Carolina two. Um, Dougie Hamilton. I'm I'm pretty much either going up to Dougie or all the way down to Shea. Like I'm not spending a lot of time on on the Slavin uh, Pesci tier. I think Slavin and Pesci are guys. Uh, just to get to defense me here. I think Slavin and Pesci are guys that you would want off. I don't think they're necessarily guys that I would put into my Carolina stacks. Yeah. And they're kind of like mid-priced where it's kind of weird for one off unless you build that way. So I think Dougie is a premier, the premier defenseman on the slate tonight at 6,900. And I agree. If I don't have Dougie, if I don't have the space for Dougie, I'm going all the way down to Brady Shea. Um, on the On the Detroit side, I'm not really – in on much of the defenseman. I just, I just can't get there. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I'm just core. I'm mostly just correlating other than, uh, like I said, maybe some one-off Slavin or Pesci and other lineups. All right. Uh, moving along. We have the Arizona wild, Arizona wild. Oh my God. What day (laughs) is it today? Arizona coyotes with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, this was a game from a couple nights ago. I think Kaprizov had the hat trick. Was that against Arizona? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, see, that's these the days, thing, man. It's like blending. It's especially where the teams keep yeah. playing each other yeah. so much. Like, uh, like all the games seem, seem the same. But, yeah, uh, 4-1 win uh, Sunday night. Kaprizov, I think that was the night. No, that was Friday night. Kaprizov uh, scored with 49 seconds left or whatever it was for the hat trick. But either way, 4-0, 4-1 wins back-to-back over Arizona. Same team here again tonight. Uh, Marcus Foligno is out for Minnesota. Looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, Arizona, they largely kept together Gar- uh, Garland, Keller, and Schmaltz in their last game. Uh, but going into Minnesota is, is a really bad matchup for them. Um, and again, with Arizona lineups, we really don't know exactly what the lines are going to be because they just don't have beat writers who cover the team. So um, tell us what you like here. Is it, First, I'll start with Arizona. Is there anything on the Arizona side you like here and then take it to Minnesota? I kind of want to get behind the line that's going to see the Hartman-Fiala-Greenway line, but like – the way it's currently constituted, it's going to be the Dvorak line with Phil Kessel. I think that two man's fine, but they're on the line with Lawson Krauss. And like, like why? <laughs> like there's no one better. <laughs> like even put Derek Broussard there. Like, is he better? He's on the power play. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. I see where you're getting at now. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Like, I don't mind Dvorak as like a one-off going against the Hartman line, but like on the Arizona side, the Schmaltz Garland Keller line, if that's what the line, they're going to get the Erickson Eck line. And yeah, it's with Parisi and Bustad, but like Erickson Eck is just an animal defensively. And these, you know, like a coyote, the coyotes just have not been good. So I think I'm on, obviously I'm on the Minnesota side here. Um, I just, you know, maybe have a Dvorak one-off. Maybe I'll have, like, Dvorak Garland if I want a little mini on the power pivot. Like, that doesn't really excite me. So it's probably just going to be a Dvorak one-off. On the Minnesota side, like, I've been I've been off uh, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Rask all season. And it feels like – it feels bad saying that I'm going to jump on now. Um, like, it's just – like, I'm going to put my tail between my legs here. Um <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not playing him tonight, but I wouldn't fault you. If you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly wouldn't fault you if you did. Uh, with Rask there, it really brings down the price. If you want to, you know, he's 2,800. It's Victor Rask. But, like, if he gets an assist and a couple shots on goal on a block, I think he hits value, I think. They're going to go against, you know, the bottom six of the Coyotes, like Pitlick, Broussard, Kajula. It's just, like, that's just brutal. So, like, that heavily favors the Wild. Um 
then like Hartman Fiala Greenway doesn't really interest me as a line. I think, you know, if I don't really want to power play stack the wild either, cause they're awful on the power play, but I think uh, Fiala one off is fine. And the third line has some bad correlation, but I don't mind an Erickson Eck Parisi um, mini, but for me, this is all about Kaprizov, Ras, Zuccarello. They're kind of priced in there where, like if I'm trying to jam Colorado, you obviously can't fit them. Boston Pitt, you're out. But like in a mid-range construction, you can fit them in pretty easily. Yeah, uh, you can fit them in pretty easily. And I wanted to just get back to the Arizona side for a second. Because Keller and Schmaltz and Garland have typically been pretty good this year, right? Um, whenever they've been together, they have been relatively good. Um, we were picking on them earlier in the year, uh, or picking them earlier in the year when they were at home because they'd always get the depth matchups and they, you know, it was actually working well for us. Tonight they go into Minnesota. They're probably going to get the Ericssonak, Pukestad, Parisi line, I'm assuming. Like Ericssonak typically takes um, opposing top matchups. Now, if we were going into Minnesota and they're taking Ericssonak, Greenway, and Felino, I would say absolutely no Arizona for me. But with Parisi and Bukestad on the wings, like those are big, big downgrades defensively um, over Felino and Greenway. So, like, I kind of want to get a little bit of Arizona in my lineups tonight. You know what I mean? Like, because we have no ownership on them. We have Nick Schmaltz under 1%. So, like, if you're in an MME, you can put in three Arizona one lineups and be over the field, right? So, like, I think I'm going to have one out of 20 be Arizona one because they have been really good. Um, and I think, like, going into Minnesota, this is as good as the matchup as, it, as it's going to get for them this year. They won't get a better matchup. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to say go out and you have to play them or that there's some super sneaky value stack here tonight. I just – where the – Erickson Eck has seen such a big downgrade defensively for his wingers – um, I think Arizona one makes a little bit of sense here tonight. Um, you know, if, if you're playing 20 lineups, play one. If you're playing 150 lineups, play like three to five or something like that. Um, I, you don't need a ton uh, to get way over the field. I just think it's worth it considering that they are together uh, and it's a little bit of an easier matchup. But it, it, you're right. In general, um, I think it's more about Minnesota for me. I'm going to be more on the Zuccarello, Kaprizov, line i just want to get that good matchup that good good matchup uh christian dvorak is a one-off i have him as well i like i like that call he's one of my favorite one-off centers on the slate uh looking on the blue line uh for me probably just correlating uh my minnesota guys and that's about it yeah i mean like this is a seven game slate and these matchups, there's a lot of just like brutal like oh i don't know if i want to play these guys so it does make sense get some coyotes in there just you know, it is Nick Buchstad and Zach Parisi, not the big boys. So it does make a little bit of sense to me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you on just correlating here. I don't um, like Jonas Bardeen, 5,700, just priced out for me. I think if I had a one off somebody, it'd probably be Jared Spurgeon at 4,400. Uh, he's $900 cheaper than Dumba, 53. Suter, I don't really want a one-off. He's more of a correlation play. Same on the Yotes side. Uh, Chikrin, if you're, you know, jamming in some Yotes. That's really about it. You, you, you want to punt maybe Jordan Osterley, but that's about it. Um, in net, I'm assuming we're anti-Ronta fans tonight. Always a Ronta fan. Um, he's going to see the volume. I also don't mind Kakinen at 8,200. Normally, I don't like going up over 8,000, but this is a... I mean, I think he has shutout potential. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I do like Ranta as a cheap 7K goalie here tonight on the road, though. All right. Uh, To celebrate the NBA second half, um, before we get to the rest of the games, we have a special deal for all first-time users of Osmo Plus. Get 50% off an Osmo Plus weekly pass when you use the promo code SHAMROCK at checkout. That's $15 for full Osmo Plus access to all DFS sports, including NBA, PGA, NHL, NASCAR, MMA, soccer, eSports, and our new March Madness DFS package. This offers for first-time users only and is only valid through March 17th, which is tomorrow. Uh, So if you want to 
Get half off an Osmo Plus weekly pass and your first time user. Head on over to Osmo.com and use the promo code SHAMROCK. Start winning. Stop guessing. Join Osmo Plus today. All right. We have about 10 minutes and we have two games left. So let's get to them. Tampa Bay, 3.1 implied goal total going into Dallas. The Dallas Stars have a 2.3 implied goal total. Um, as he is almost every game, Rope Hints looks like he's a game time decision for Dallas. Um, they've stacked the top line with Ben Pavelski and a returning Alex Radulov, but they're all winger, winger, winger on DraftKings. Um, probably something to like from both sides here. So why don't you just take it away, Josh? Yeah, so Dallas at home, usually they send out their top line against, you know, the third or fourth line. So they're going to get the Barclay, Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Tyler Johnson matchup. I'd be more concerned if it was Gord, uh, Coleman, Goodrow. I mean, I also don't really like to play Dallas for five on five, but I think this top line, you can. Like Tampa Bay is obviously a very good team. They're probably going to end up being the favorites to win the cup again. But in MME, especially because they're three wingers, it's not like it's a 2C, one wing lineup where you can get away with because of the utility spot. I think as a three wing line is is a nice way to get different on the slate. Um, I mean, they have a really small sample, but their numbers are really good. Um, I think you can go there. I, I wish Radulov was on the top power play. If if Rupe is out, I think maybe Radulov slides in. It all, it's all dependent on that. Or maybe he is even in. Uh, I think Jason Robertson might get bumped. Um, so that top line's okay with three wings going against the bottom of Tampa. If Hintz is in, I kind of like the second line. I know they get the Gord, Killorn, Stamkos matchup, which has been very good defensively. Um, but you get Hintz, uh, power play one. I, I really like Gurionov as a play. Like, if this was a bigger slate with better matchups, I'd probably be under the field on the stars here. But I feel like this slate itself, uh, I think you can get to some stars here, even in 20 max, or they might even be in consideration for me on one to three. And on the Tampa side, um, as much as I like Dallas too, I also like the Tampa second line. I don't think I'm going to be alone here. I think they're going to be popular. Kaloran Gord, Stamkos, you want a power play stack. I think that's fine. It's uh, the Tampa top line also in play. They are going to get the Fasca line, which kind of takes, which is kind of like a, not the best matchup, but Cogliano and Blake Como don't really do much for me defensively. So I think you can get to the top line. It's still a little bit tough to pay 6,000 for Sorelli. So I think if I was going to go to Tampa, I'd do something like point Palat Kalorn, point Palat Stamco, something like that. And I think, you know, Hedman's really expensive, 7,000, but I think in the power play stacks, you put him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you um, on Hedman. The thing about Tampa Bay, uh, we talk a lot about time zone touting here on awesome.com uh tampa bay played at home last night and had to cross over into texas uh for the dallas game tonight so uh pretty quick turnaround uh again traveling a time zone like hockey players are are just freaks of habit and throwing them off by an hour uh could change a lot like we've seen you know a couple weeks ago we saw calgary go into ottawa and get slaughtered we saw edmonton go into vancouver on a back-to-back on the road uh and get dumped so um, that's honestly one thing that's keeping me off Dallas here. It's just their schedule of late and Dallas are off Tampa Bay. Sorry. And Dallas has been uh, better defensively. So, uh, I am more, I don't have any Tampa stacks here tonight, believe it or not. Um, if I were to stack Tampa, I'd probably focus on the power play. Dallas is still among the top 10 teams, uh, in penalties, even though they have uh, been taking fewer of late, they still take, uh, more than the league average and Dallas also switched up their power plays. Um, you know, this morning at practice, they had Haskinen and Klingberg on the top unit with Pavelski, Ben, and Robertson. And then Lindell running the second unit with Faxa, Kiviranta, Gurianov, and Radulov. So um, the only real uh, uh, correlation you're going to get is between Ben and Pavelski on the top PP unit. Um, but I would still try to include Radulov in some of my stacks. I know it's winger, winger, winger on DK, but that's actually going to make it a little bit more unique um, on the blue line. Again, I have not much from Tampa Bay uh, from Dallas. I do have some interest in Lindell now that he's running that PP two unit alone. I think he makes a nice one-off from this team. If you're not stacking Dallas. 
Yeah, I like him with Gurionov. I like him with Kiviranta. I think you can do a couple minis there. Um, I'd probably play Haskinen over Klingberg as a one-off. I know they're both on power play one, but if you can only get one in for power play stacks, I'd play Klingberg as a one-off. I'd probably play Haskinen. And then maybe if I was if I needed a you know under four thousand dollar punt, Eric Chernak is okay. But other than that, it's just correlation for me. Yeah. And Jake Ottinger, are we playing Jake? Yeah, I mean, if you consider Ronta seven thousand on the road, I think you got to uh, consider Ottinger seven K at home. Yeah, I agree uh, with that completely. All right, few minutes left, one game left. Let's get to it. Probably not a lot to break down in this one. Uh, we have the Anaheim Ducks going into Colorado. Uh, Anaheim has a two point one implied goal total. Colorado has a three point four implied goal total. Uh, we thought the Avs might get some players back, guys like Byram and McCarr and Comfer, but it looks like it's going to be at least one more game before we get those guys back. So it's pretty much the same lineup as last time for them. Uh, surprise, surprise, Anaheim mixed around their lines a little bit last game, and we're not going to know exactly what they are this game, even though we can probably assume uh, Getzlaff and Comtois are going to stay together and Henrik and Silverberg are going to stay together. Um Anaheim has been targeted lately as cheap filler for uh, popular stacks, but they're playing the team that's going to be the popular stack here tonight. So uh, what do you like, Josh? Yeah, uh, this is a Colorado game for me. We haven't had a uh, good old Colorado one or log out slate in a while. And uh, hopefully it's tonight. <laughs> but yeah, so this gets left Comtois pairing is going to be together. Probably going to see uh, Colorado one. If Ricard Raquel is on that line, that line has been an extremely high event both ways. Uh, 18 high danger chances for per 60 and 18 high dan- danger chances against per 60. 2.89 expected goals for, 3.05 expected goals against. So, listen, like Colorado One's one of those matchup-proof uh, teams where you're like, okay, I, I, this is a bad matchup, but I still want to play them. This is a good matchup. Um, they're expensive but they're not as expensive as um, Boston. They're not on the road. They're not, they're in a good matchup. I think, you know, this is obviously going to be a very chalky spot, but I think there is a bunch of ways to differentiate yourself tonight because it is not a very obvious secondary stack. Uh, I think there's a whole bunch of secondary stacks you can put with them. I really like Colorado one. I really like Colorado power play. Um. And as a cheap filler, if you are using like a Pittsburgh one or or even a boss one, or you want a Josh stack, or you want a five man, six man, do whatever. I think Colorado three against the bottom six of the Ducks is a nice filler. Yost Donskoy is on power play too. Um, so this is all about Colorado for me. I think you know on the Duck side, I'm going to be pretty underweight because I'm going to be pretty overweight on the Avs. Uh, I think even without. Um, their defenseman back. I think the Avs are still a very good defensive team. So this is a really bad matchup for the Ducks. If you want to have, you know, like a, a Silverberg one-off or a Zegras Henrique, something like that, they're together. Things okay, but for me, I'm going to be pretty much underweight on the Ducks and all in on the Avs. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't have much from Anaheim. I think I'm going to be playing some John Gibson, you know, Cam Fowler, those types of plays, but that's about it. Anaheim has one of the worst penalty kills in the league in the last 10. I don't think that's a big surprise. Colorado, too, is what jumped out to me a little bit here. 63% expected goal share this year. Uh, 2.4 expected goals for 3.5 actual goals for Colorado, too, is actually one of my favorite. Like, they're, they're a filler stack. Like, I put them in, like, with my Dallas uh, and my Carolinas and stuff like that. Uh, you can't fit them in elsewhere, but I do like uh, Colorado two uh, in this matchup, but for me, it's mostly all about Colorado one uh, and that power play. Again, not much from the Anaheim side. I'm not playing Miska. You playing Gibson? I mean, I'm a big as big as a Gibson guy as there is, and I'm probably going to fade him tonight. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Meeting, I probably have a couple, but all right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we are just about out of time. Before we get out of here, Josh, um, I'm going to give the viewers a value stack and a hat trick pick uh, for tonight. I'll tell you that the value stack I like the most, depending if you want to call them a value stack or not, but I do like Arizona one as a cheap, uh, very low owned stack here tonight. Uh, and my hat trick pick 
for the slate is Andrei Svechnikov. So my my stack would be the Detroit one. I know I'm going to send Whiskers into a tailspin, but sorry. And then my hat trick pick is going to be – I never know. I never know. <laughs> Rupe Hints if he's in. All right. Rupe Hints if he's in. Andrei Svechnikov for me. And that'll do it uh, for today's show for Tyler, our producer, for Josh, our blue shell Jedi master. Uh, This is Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, saying good luck tonight, everybody.